Hey, it's America's Supermom. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. This series is the Corona Chronicles. I created this so that we would have an outlet of positivity in the midst of a lot of negativity. You know what I'm talking about. All the news, the fear around this virus, um, how it can affect us, um, what the new normal is looking like, and how so many things have changed that a lot of people feel like um, it is the end of the world, so to speak. So this podcast was created so that those of us who have hope, who are willing to move forward with this new normal and uh, innovate new things that will help us to be creative and positive, that is what this platform is for, for us to come together and share that positivity and that light with those who may need it. So if you're interested in sharing your insight, please reach out because we can never have enough positive news. So sit back and enjoy the show. Okay. So I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I'm really excited about my next guest, Will Nichols. Nicholas, we actually are connected in send out cards. So we haven't really met before, um, but uh, we just have a like-mindedness, I believe, in terms of being able to reach out to people and let them know that we care. You know, I guess that's the simplest way to say it. So I'm excited to actually have a conversation with him today. And I think, especially during this time of so much division and so much fear and all these different things that are going on, it's so important to have connections and really focus on what you have in common rather than what things are different about you. So at this time, I want to give Will the floor so he can introduce himself before we get into the interview. Thank you so much, Lachelle. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy that you reached out and we were able to connect. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for this opportunity to really get to know you. And, and uh, I learned a lot about you and you're an amazing person. Um, so that's, that's first. And I'm just so grateful again for the opportunity to talk about some of the things that you and I have in common. And obviously we believe in relationships and how important they are. Um, well, uh, a little over two decades ago, I made a, a dramatic change in my life. I was going along. Uh, I actually am a uh, retired uh, tractor trailer driver. I started working my way through college as uh, as a tractor trailer driver, working on the loading docks, and uh, it's a very good job. And next thing you know, um, you know, ten years had gone by, and um, there I was. I was uh, thirty years old, and I said to myself, either you, you know, you're going to quit kidding yourself, you know, that you're ever going to finish college, believe it or not, mm-hmm. and um, or you know, and just go on and be a tractor trailer driver, which nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But I, I didn't feel like that was what I was supposed to be doing with my life. Mm -hmm. So I took a big leap, you know, walked in and said, you know, two weeks from now, this is where I used to work. No one could believe it because as I said, a very good, very secure job. I was doing very well there. And then I took off on my journey. I worked um, for myself, well, actually with a partner, uh, my buddy Chip for a while. We had a business uh, selling flowers to restaurants and hotels for about five years. But I always wanted to do more of what I'm doing now. And that was always kind of gnawing at me. And um, in my 30s, actually, you know, I kind of said, I, well, you know, you, you're too old to go back to school. Um, mm. But um, 
that's that was at 30 years old but then at, you know 30 i guess it was 33 i i, I wasn't too old to go back to school my wife <laughs> um you know she was a big encourager to me so mm-hmm. i went back to school and finished up a, a bachelor's degree and then uh so it took me 19 years to get a bachelor's degree went on and got a master's degree in 19 months after that mm-hmm. and then um that was really enough for me uh but again my wife nina says keep going um so i did and I got the PhD. It took about five years oh, for that. Wow. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, so I, I know what it's like to go through changes and I know what it's like mm-hmm. to work in a, a, a job that's a good job, but um, not really feeling fulfilled, which is exactly where I was. Um, mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong per se. And I know most people, you know, stay would, would have stayed with that job. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that, you know, God, prodded me or what, whatever led me to make that move. When I say, well, I won't say whatever I say, God led me and, mm-hmm. um, you know, to do what I, what I really am passionate about. So many people, you know, as I said, go through life working at something they're not passionate about. So, so yeah, you're right. I'm passionate about relationships. In fact, I believe that relationships are the cornerstone relationships are the actual foundation of success and happiness mm-hmm. in life. Um, I work in education and I do some, counseling and some um, life coaching, um, mm. you know, um, and some workshops and different, I do many different things. And so I've done so much, you know, since I've really got in my lane, if you will, mm-hmm. I even believe looking back now. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I teach and I know people believe in the technical skills, whether you're going to be an architect or whether you're going to be an engineer or an accountant, those are all important, but every profession, Every single profession has to have social skills. Mm-hmm. Nurses have different skill sets than um, engineers. Um, statisticians have a different skill set than uh, physicians. But mm-hmm. everybody has to know how to get along with people, how to be a good persuader, how mm-hmm. to elevate their own self-esteem and manage their stress. So um, that's my passion. And building those relationships are, are a part of that. It's probably probably the longest introduction you ever got on your show. Oh, hey, you did great, you know, <laughs> because I have so many questions, and I'm like, this is good, okay? Okay, the well, first, you go ahead. Yeah, so the first one I would say is, you know, you go back and you're like, man, I'm going back to school in my 30s, you know, and right. we have so many people in the audience that might be listening that, you know, they are at this juncture and they're in their 50s or they're in their late 40s and 60s because something that they've known and depended on for so many years and that stability has been uprooted and now they are grasping at straw, so to speak. So mm-hmm. for somebody, you know, in your case, you kind of made that conscious decision to walk away from what was not fulfilling you, but what advice would you give them, you know, because they're in that space where a lot of their identity work value is tied to those roles that they played and then being able to kind of reinvent themselves Mm -hmm. in a place of self-esteem. What advice would you give to them first? Well, that's an excellent question. Um, So, uh, Kind of following along, if we're looking at someone who, yeah, maybe and um, with a lot of, let's just say a lot of life experience, you know, maybe in their 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. or 60s, and th- because things have changed, they don't have that 
that job or that career, I think one of the first things is to uh, forgive themselves for feeling uh, so betrayed, if you will, mm. um, and, you know, as if the carpet had been pulled out from under their feet, because I think it'd be very natural, especially for people who are now in their 40s, 50s and 60s, especially 50s and 60s, to feel that um, uh, um, emotion of being betrayed because we were brought up to believe that you go to work for a company, you, t you work hard and that company will take care of you. There would be no problems. Well, that's, right. that's, that's not the world that we live in now. So I would say forgive yourself for feeling that way. However, it's also important not to stay there because if you stay there, you, you lose. You're, you're not going to you know, move forward if you sit there and just you feel the only thing you do is feel sorry for yourself. Right. Um, so the next thing is to, I, I'd say, recognize the difference between being negative and being positive and being not. Mm. If you sit around being negative, you know, it's just woe is me. The, I can never do anything to get out of this mess or, you know, it's just terrible. All, everything's terrible. Or to be positive. It's a little it's a little tricky and it's a little bit of semantics, maybe, but stay with me. Mm -hmm. Just be positive is not to recognize the problems in front of you. Mm -hmm. So just say, look, everything's going to work out. They're going to give my job back in a couple of months and I'll get back on track. That may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. But if you take this other option, this option to be optimistic, which means there are problems, but I'm resilient. Mm -hmm. I am going to find uh, the people I need to talk to. I am going to learn what I need to learn to overcome these challenges. I'm not going to let wait for someone to, you know, feed me. I'm going to take the initiative. I'm not going to pretend like there's not a problem, but I know that I can find a way to solve this. I may not know what that is yet, but that is my intention. And I'm going to take the first step today. And then um, you go on with your journey. And um, from my experience, I, you know, I could have never guessed what my life would be like. I, I had an idea that this is what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. um, but if you would have told me that I've done the, the things that I've done over the last 23, 24 years, I would have said you're crazy. Right. Uh, speaking to groups of people, never. I would have never done that. I've spoken mm -hmm. to groups of people, many, many, hundreds of people, many times. Um, standing in front of a class would have driven me crazy, you know, but I've done that so many times as well. So that would be my advice to someone um, you know, don't try and solve every problem today, but take a step in that direction. I hope that answers your question. That definitely is so good. And one of the things I want to go back to is the element of forgiving yourself, mm -hmm. because a lot of times we kind of glass over this and we talk about forgiveness a lot about other people, you know, moving past circumstances and, uh, people talk about how forgiveness is more for you than the other person. But there is a very key pivot that takes place when you forgive yourself. So for somebody who is like, what do they mean, forgive myself? What, explain to them what that looks like and how they walk themselves through that process. Sure, sure. That's, that's another great question. I'm glad you asked that. Um, and by the way, um, I do a fair amount of reading as well. And Emma Sapala, she speaks to this wonderfully. She talks about self-compassion. So um, anyone who wants to look up her, you know, after, you know, they listen to this, I highly recommend her. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think in one of the, I get this from her and, and others as well, but to forgive ourselves, um, first of all, you admit that you're hurt. 
A lot of times we try to pretend like, you know, well, I'm going to be resilient. So I'm just going to go on and not, not face this. No, being resilient means admitting that you're hurt um, and, and that you, you know, have these feelings that are holding you back and, and you, you know, you kind of self-defeating things. So look, you say, you admit it. I have done things that are not in my best interest to my, to my own self. So um, rather than to stay there, I am going to, after I admit it, I'm going to change. So that, that big thing, change, and, you know, in uh, biblical terms, we talk about repentance, right? So I'm going to change. I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself, and I'm going to take initiative to, to, to get to where I want to go. Where, you know, and the, you talk about goal setting if you want, but get to where it is I want to go step by step. I think one of the key elements here is, and, um, you know, most of us are very compassionate and very forgiving to others, Mm-hmm. So I think that's key. So if you, you know, to answer that question, how can I forgive myself? Treat yourself with the same kind of forgiveness that you would treat a, a, a dear loved one. If a dear loved one did something that, um, you know, you know, committed a crime even or, 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 you know, you know, would you have compassion for that person? Would you find ways to forgive them? Have that same compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. That is so key. And I mean, that was one of the things that, I think, you know, a lot of times, like you said, you know, the betrayal mm-hmm. of the feelings that we're feeling. And, you know, we set these high standards for ourselves mm-hmm. that may not be realistic. You know, it's like, you know, you expect perfection when you're just making it day by day. You know, there's right. some people that are beating themselves up about this virus and they had no control over it. Right. But it happens, you know, it's the cycle. So. I definitely wanted to point that out. Now, so for somebody who is, let's dive into the coaching counseling aspect of what you do, because there's youth, there's middle age, there's adults, there's everybody trying to grasp what to do with their life, how to move forward, you know, from such a catastrophic event in their life, Mm -hmm. you know, so what do they start doing today? on the road to creating a different tomorrow for themselves. Okay. Well, again, you know, we are in uncharted waters here. There's a million ways to say people are always saying the new normal and, and things such as that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, again, I, I would, I would kind of reflect back to recognizing that um, the world that we're going to see at least in the immediate future, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be different. Um, mm-hmm. You and I were talking, you know, right before the show about uh, how we rely on our phones for our business. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, getting to know technology, um, I would, again, something we talked about, getting better at technology to understand how technology works um, to because that's going to be, you know, part part of the, the new normal. And, and, you know, that's that's that was coming anyway. But, right. uh, you know, even probably. um Maybe the most important thing, and again, like I, I opened up with, don't neglect um, the importance of those relationships. Um, in the Western culture, as you were saying, you know, how do we, you know, how do we get better? How do we make move forward with this COVID nineteen? I think it's very important to to um, probably now more than ever to uh, continue to cultivate those good and functional relationships with our loved ones and with our other associates, because 
we are not going to pull this. We're not going to pull ourselves out of the gutter, and, and we don't have to. And that's you know that's I call that stinking thinking. We have to rely on others, and we want others to rely on us. We have different skills and different abilities. So the importance of building those social networks now is um, at least as important, maybe more important than it's ever ever been, because I need somebody else's expertise. I need to. Um, um, reach out to them for emotional support. I need to reach out to them um, to, you know, get to know their network also, because there's maybe uh, people in their network that I don't know that I could be of service to. So how, how can I deal with these things? You know, this, this idea that, um, you know, we can, you know, the Western idea to pull ourselves up our bootstraps is, is probably not the best thing in the world. Um, you know, we're, um, you know, biblically speaking, even, you know, we're told to, you know, we are our brother's keeper. So when right. someone hurting then you know, we should reach out to them and that, you know, sort of opens it up to allowing us to reach out when we, we need, when uh, we need help also. Mm -hmm. So true. And so you brought up a good point about the networking because many people are like, I'm afraid to get on video. Uh, I'm afraid to do a podcast or mm -hmm you know, some of these other things, but when it comes to networking, what are some things that you've had to get out of your comfort zone, so to speak, in order to continue to move yourself forward during this time mm -hmm. when it comes to networking? Right. Um, probably, I mean, some of the same things as anybody else. Um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the technology piece, uh, mm -hmm. being myself, I, you know, I, teach at a couple of colleges and I do some online, you know, getting used to Zoom and seeing myself on, on video. I mean, it seems kind of funny, um, like, you know, now it's not a big deal. But, yeah, I, I remember the first few recordings I did for like an online lecture that I was was recording in, through the computer. Yeah, I did, you know, like 20 takes, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't like writing or I, I said something wrong or, I you know, I fumbled my words there. Yeah, in reality, you know, in a, in a lecture, um, you know, we'll misspeak or we'll fumble our words from time to time and we just kind of correct it and then move on. So um, I think the technology piece is a part of it. Also, um, you know, reaching out to people that you may think are out of your league, quote unquote. Mm. Um, you know, I listened to some of your podcasts. You had Ivan Meisner on. And yeah. Ivan Meisner is a, a big hero of mine. Now you talk about someone who knows how to network. I mean, he, he literally wrote the book, didn't he? So right. <laughs> um, I, I connected with him um, loosely. I'm sure he wouldn't know me from Adam today, but um, years ago on LinkedIn, LinkedIn was a mm. platform and um, I saw him and I said, well, what's, what's the harm? And I said, you know, he'll maybe say yes or whatever. We ended up change, exchanging a few messages back and forth. He kindly offered uh, to be, um, and this is way back, gosh, many years ago, to come in and um, be sort of a guest lecture through, uh, I guess it would have been Skype at that time, and one of the oh. classes. We, we couldn't work it out um, technology-wise. But, I mean, mm -hmm. listen, again, this is a guy that I, I kind of, you know, like you know, some people like look at movie stars or, you know, rock. Right. <laughs> That's to me. Meanwhile, I just, he just was very kind and very nice. So, you know, being able to reach out, um, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Yeah. If you don't ask, the answer is always no is what I say. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's part of the thing that I think um, for me and others as well. You know, I'm no different than most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. 
And, I mean, I love that whole thing about that. Because um, you never know where that door can lead you. So, you know, we're diving into send out cards. This is something that I'm just really excited about because, you know, if I can do it with 15 children, I mean, anybody can do it, right? So, <laughs> so my thing is, what tips could you give somebody to nurture those connections to deeper relationships? You know, and I'm a female, so some people are like, well, you know, she's a mom. They do that. But, you know, from a male's perspective, mm -hmm. what would you say, you know, would be some tips to nurture those relationships and how you do that through send out cards? Um, great question, I think. I think it's a fantastic question. Um, first and foremost, what whatever you do, like I'll, I'll, I'll give some ideas here in a minute, but for anyone who's listening and wants to go forward, whatever it is that you do, what they do, mm -hmm. it must be it absolutely the the. the the foundation absolutely must be genuine. So mm. if, if you're doing something that you're not comfortable with, like if you're sending out flowery, you know, messages and that's not you, then don't do it. Right. It, it doesn't serve anybody that way. Um, so, um, and again, looking at it from the male's perspective, you know, I can, we don't have time, but I can quote you all kinds of actual scientific data that um, supports the idea that, you know, connections and relationships are so vitally important. Also, there, there's three elements, and I'll mention them here, um, mm -hmm. that really help you uh, sort of put yourself in a good position as an influencer. And if you're influencing, you know, ethically and with morals, then, then you're doing the right thing. So if you're happy, if you want to send, you know, first of all, you know, we get, speaking of technology, we get emails, you know, tech mm -hmm. messages, you know, instant messages, you know, all the time. It's easy. It's quick. It does serve a good purpose. But when you get a handwritten card, mm -hmm. that's something you can feel. It's tangible. You can put that on your refrigerator. It makes a big difference when someone's taking the time to actually put something down uh, that you're going to get in the mail. So um, it, find the way to do that. If you're speaking, you know, strictly of a business and this would be like parenting, you know, social, anything. Um, the send a message that is genuine, that is um, a bit of a surprise and personal. Those three things, okay? The message mm -hmm. must be genuine, and it doesn't have to be a surprise. Um, it doesn't have to have to be personal. It has to be genuine. Um, right. It helps. It's like the icing on the cake, and then the cherry on top of that. If it's a surprise, if it's unexpected, if the person gets an unexpected card in the mail. Um, and then if it's some, in some way personal, whatever, you know, whether it was um, a, a, a joke that you shared with this person, a laugh, um, some kind of an event, or uh, maybe you have a connection with, um, uh, you know, you, you know, with, with your children, both playing soccer or something along those lines. So, um, you know, and, and don't do it. And here's the thing. Don't do it in order to do anything except make that person feel good. Right. If you do it as a market, if you, you can market. That's that's a that's a whole other thing right there. But if you really mm -hmm. want to build genuine relationships where someone's going to be there for you, then mm -hmm. don't do it. For, don't do it for that. Don't do it because I'm going to send this card so that, you know, if I'm in trouble, this I can count on this person. That's that's manipulation. That's not good. Right. There's ways there's a countless ways throughout the day. If you, you have to stop and kind of you know, take a breath and, you know, make yourself aware of them. 
um, to say, okay, who can I reach out to today that made me feel good? I'm going to thank them for that. Mm-hmm. And when a person, you know, gets a card in, in, in the mail, I've done that. And I, that's how I use send out cards. I, I you know, I, I do that more for the other, you know, I send it to my, you know, parents and my kids. I counsel and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they don't say much about it, but sometimes they just, they, they said, you know, they, could, they can't stop talking about how good it made them feel. And that's right. what we're really trying to do. Right. And I, th- I think that is so key because, um, you know, just that element and, you know, it's so true, like when you're able to personalize it, you know, yeah. um, not every card you may be able to do that because right. it is important to remember to be thinking of people and things like that. Um, but, um, you know, that also just it says a lot about your character and the right. time that you're able to put into the card, you know. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's uh, definitely I choose quality over quantity. Exactly. You know, I could send a hundred cards a month or whatever, but you know, I choose to kind of give that personal touch because you know, if you're going to do it, why not go over the top? You know. Agreed. So, I, yeah, I, I couldn't mm-hmm. do more. Uh, mm-hmm. I like what you said, you know, quality over quantity, um, because then you get the, you know, those deep, meaningful relationships. Uh, something that I've, I've done. Um, one thing, you know, since we've been in, in COVID is, you know, sometimes just like a Facebook meme or on Instagram and you, and mm-hmm. you think of someone, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, why not, you know, sort of, you can copy that and send our cards and, you know, put it on a mm-hmm. card or, just, you know, sort of write down the gist of what that meme was and, and, and send that, you know, rather than, you know, send that to them in a message on electronically, send that to them in a card. You know, what a difference that makes, right? Like, think about it. Yeah. You feel better getting a card from someone saying, hey, look, I saw this. It made me think of you rather than, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna tag you in a, a Facebook post. So true. Because, I mean, that's just one more thing that you've got to figure out. you got to go through email and mm-hmm. social media notifications. I'm telling you, we're like inundating it with all that stuff. So that definitely stands out when you send it in the card. Right. So for some people who, you know, this is a new concept, sending out a card and, you know, going that extra mile, what is the best way that you found to get a person's address? Because some people are not there, you know, they're so busy getting email and collecting email lists. So how would you advise them to kind of get to the transition of getting a physical address? This is such a perfect question because, um, yeah, and I'll tell you what, because a while um, earlier you asked me like about my comfort zone and that, mm-hmm. would, that would, this would have been a better answer. <laughs> yeah. Asking someone for their physical address. I was a little bit, you know, that was a little bit uncomfortable for me, but so uh, the best way I found is to ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I said, look, I mean, look, and again, I'm, I'm just being genuine. Um, if right. I know someone well on social media and we're friends and, you know, we may have reconnected recently, they may have moved once or twice. Hey, I'm updating my address book. Would you mind, you know, sharing your address? Listen, they, if they don't want to, they don't have to, um, right. you know, but I just ask them for it. And then I follow up with, the, I said, you know, or, you know, it's something, so, hey, I'd like to send you a card or, hey, I missed your birthday recently. Which, you know, do I have your right address? And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know, I guess. Some people don't get around to it, but no one's ever said, no, I don't want you to have my address. <laughs> you know? Right. This so, is so true. And, yeah. you know, we're rarely asked that. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of strange when people do because you're so busy guarding your email, right. you know, so you don't even think about a physical address. So that's but, good. 
Yeah, but and I've done that reading again. It's funny because you know I first did. I was like, you know, it's, are people gonna, you know, but um, they're typically like kind of tickled. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Here it is. I can't wait to hear from you. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. So and it gives people stuff to look forward to. Right. You know, because how many times did we say we're gonna send them an email or send mm-hmm. them whatever and you know, when you tell them you're going to send them something, there's that anticipation. And then when it comes, you know, especially it comes sooner than later. Um, I've had a lot of people that I've done that to, and then they're like, wow, you know, it just reinforces a deeper relationship because they're longing for that because you planted that seed, but then it just makes that an even deeper connection. Yeah. Uh, you, yes. There's. You're, yeah. There's. And there's a lot of scientific data to support that as well. Um, because it, then it really, um, you know, that that's when they actually get it. It sort of just validates your relationship to to a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true. Well, this has just been great. I cannot believe we've already, you know, went through our thirty minutes that quick. Yeah. But so some great nuggets. So I really hope everybody was uh, taking notes, which I have. Uh, a couple pages actually I love to write things down because these are some great points you know from pivoting to how to network and you know just being genuine with people and I love the whole thing about the forgiveness because you know we have to remember that you know we are our most important asset you know so we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves first and then we can give um, to others. So what is the best way for uh, anybody to get a hold of you? Um, really, in all honesty, um, just email me. I'm just going to get my email address. You know, D-R- okay. Yeah, drwdnicholas, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send me an email. I do go through those, and I will um, answer every one of them um, one way or the other. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that really is the best way. Okay. And then you mentioned the author that you talked about uh, in the interview. And then are there any other books or oh. podcasts that you would recommend? To- <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love uh, Sean Aker. He's he's really out there now, very popular on social okay. media. He's written a couple of books. One is The Happiness Advantage. Mm, okay. Um, Emma Sapala, who I had mentioned. Uh, Brene Brown is another author mm-hmm. and speaker. Uh, she's wonderful. She speaks quite a bit about empathy, and she also talks about forgiving ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I could be here the whole afternoon. Robert Cialdini, uh, Ken, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ken Blanchard, um, Spencer Johnson, who's probably the, the most efficient writer. Uh, Spencer Johnson, who wrote Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, oh, yeah. The one yeah. manager and the one minute salesperson. He, you know, you can read those books in like an hour, but he says so much with such an economy of words. Yeah. He's just, it's fascinating. Um, so, yeah. I read, he even had one called, um, was it the One Minute Parent or something like yeah. that? Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That was really good. No, or either it was One Minute Mom or One Minute mm-hmm. Parent. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just finished my son um, for my birthday recently, got me. Um, Peaks and Valleys, which was written mm-hmm. by Timothy Johnson. Um, interestingly enough, um, uh, and it was released in around 2008 after the last financial meltdown that we had. And they, oh. um, you know, it was a perfect time for release, you know, coincidentally, it'd be another great, you know, this is another great time uh, to read that book. It's called Peaks and Valleys and it's by Spencer Johnson. So I can highly recommend that. Oh. As well. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I love this. I'm a 
a book junkie, okay? (laughs) I have them everywhere. I mean, they're on my desk, bookcase, next to my bed. It's so funny. My husband is like, why are you getting another book? (laughs) I mean, when are you going to read it, okay? But, um, yeah, I love them. So um, thank you so much for this list. So, um, again, I just want to thank you. It's so nice to have a conversation with you and, uh, you are welcome back anytime Thank you. because you know <laughs> I could talk for hours Thank with a lot of these concepts which we weren't really able to dive into a lot of them you know we just kind of scratched the surface but definitely some good nuggets for people uh, especially now kind of dealing with this transition and moving forward and um, just again like your whole thing with being optimistic versus negative and just ways that you can do that so I really appreciate your insight. Thank you. I'm very grateful that we are connected. Awesome. Well, you have a wonderful afternoon, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really enjoy providing content that inspires and challenges us to be a better version of ourselves. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at info at lachelleadkins.com. You can also reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, or my YouTube channel. If there was something in this episode that resonated with you, it, it probably will resonate with someone else. So please share it. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. But those aha moments, those moments of really getting something and changing your perspective are very, very pivotal in having people um, change the trajectory of their lives. And so being able to share insightful information so that other people can grow is the easiest thing that we can do as we pay it forward. So again, I want to thank you all for listening. And if you have time, write out a review. Go to iTunes, Anchor, uh, wherever you can um, find this podcast on any of those platforms and write a review about um, what impact this episode uh, had on you, what you learned or whatever. Um, Any feedback is great because it just helps me to understand what content is really beneficial for those that are listening. So again, I want to thank you all for your support and taking the time to spend some time with me and my guests. And I wish you a wonderful day. Thanks for listening.